0: Welcome back to another episode of In Versation, sustained legacy building and now retirement with Ben Woolley from Sunterra Farms. Welcome, Ben. Thank you. Congratulations on the upcoming retirement. I know we've had a couple of these, these come through. Um, I found out on LinkedIn. So what are your thoughts that you can share with me about, uh, this announcement and how do you feel?
1: I feel great. Uh, it's uh, I've been at Santera now for 24 years. I've, I'm going to be working for another year part time uh, during the transition. Uh, There's a great team, take, you know, we've got a great team that we've developed that's taking over. So I feel good about that, and uh, then retire completely at the end of the year and continue to focus on the 21st century work that I do, and uh, and spend some more time doing some other stuff that I enjoy as well.
0: So you're a Georgia grad. How did you end up in Alberta at Sunter? Suntera? How how did this whole thing start for you, Ben? So uh, my uh, uh, Suntera started out as PIC
1: Canada, and um, my dad was uh, was one of the original investors in it uh, because you know he was a founder of PIC, and so um, he was one of the original investors in the Sunterra fr- in, in the PIC Canada franchise. And uh, uh, once the, when the, uh, bring stock rice was sold back to PIC Central in 1998, uh, uh it turned into Sunterra and expanded into all kinds of different areas. And it just so happened that 1999, that, uh, on 98, 99, when I was in Scotland, I was doing some work in Scotland, uh, for PIC's biggest multiplier there. And I was getting ready to move back to North Carolina, and uh, Dave Price, who was the CEO of Sunterra at the time, called me about a pros break that they had, had to talk to me about about managing a pros break. And at the end of the conversation, about an hour long conversation, he asked me what I was doing. And I was told him I was getting ready to move back to North America, and he said, "Well, we've just hired a headhunter to uh, uh, to um, uh, to find somebody to take us from being a breeding stock company to a commercial company. Would I be interested in?" coming and helping them with that transition so when we came over here um obviously it's because we're, part, we're partners in the company it was more like working for myself than, than for somebody else and I really came over here to help with that transition and wound up getting busy and and uh, not leaving but staying on and so yeah so I've been here 24 years
0: so what's the biggest accomplishment over that time
1: Oh, I don't know. That's for other people to decide what my biggest accomplishment is. Uh well, the one thing that I that I that I take great satisfaction in is uh is the team that we've built here. And you know, my team has been together since basically since I've been here. And they're great people. They've accomplished an enormous amount both within Santerra and outside of Santerra um, themselves. Uh so you know, they're just, just really super people that have that have had the that I've been fortunate to work with, and and, and the team that we've that we built here.
0: So your title was director of operations. What did the day to day look like?
1: Uh, so I oversaw every all, all operations of the of the pork production team. We had we were up to eighteen thousand sows. We sold the farms in Ontario a couple of years back. Um, uh, so we set up all of the finishing in the U.S. Uh, totally anti- all antibiotic free production. Um, and then uh, we also have a management company where we manage uh, a lot of pigs in the US for other people as well so you know from my own point of view it was more than anything else is just overseeing it all the, all the activities that that went on from on a day-to-day basis and production from production to accounting And uh, I mean I didn't you know sometimes a, as an accounting team but you know we, we would do all of our own budgeting and all that sort of stuff and monitor the budgets and all the hedge I did all the hedging for the company and all that sort of stuff so pretty much Jack of all trades <laughs> master master of none I guess what they what they say
0: jack of all trades entrepreneur um so you're gonna phase out after a year you're gonna stay on part-time and then what are you gonna invest travel maybe stay on part-time with Santera what what does it look like for you Ben uh
1: so I'm a partner in the 21st century uh, with Steve Weiss and um Glenn Shields and Paige and, and all the rest of the guys there. And um, uh, I really enjoy that work. And so I'm going to continue to to build on that. We've started a new company within that, which is the 21st Century Ag Leadership, Ag Leadership Forums. And uh, uh, we're developing programs to develop the next group of leaders within the industry, which has really taken off over the last two or three years. And, uh, you know, I'm going to continue to concentrate on that and uh yeah and do some more stuff of my own that i want to do we're probably gonna my wife and i are probably gonna move out to bc to yokanagan and uh, continue to work continue to do my work with 21st century from there
0: so you have a lot of accomplishments and titles i'm going to read a couple of these appointments and then garner your brief feedback um so director of operations overseeing thirteen thousand sales in canada and finishing 370,000 finishing pigs in the U S plus all financial aspects and risk management. Right. And that was with Sunterra.
1: Yeah. We also have a management company in the U S where we manage a lot of pigs from other people. So we manage something like a million pigs a year in the U S in total.
0: Executive director, Western Canadian swine health board, um, Partner in 21st Century Forums, owner of More End, LLC, and Bangle Inc., Director of Sunwold and Suntera Iowa Inc., managing director of Genetic Alliance, and past chairman Canadian Pork Value Chain Roundtable and Banff Pork Seminar. So that what yep. does that summarize to you, Ben?
1: Uh well, some of those uh are, are, are is work that I've done through Sonterra so I'll be relinquishing some of those some of those responsibilities obviously with the Genetic Alliance of Sunwold and things like that um, and you know a, a past chair of, of the other of the round table and that walk seminar I really enjoyed my work about both of those but uh, um, you know it became time for somebody else to take over that those roles so uh, that was fine um, yeah it's just I mean, stuff comes up and you decide whether you're going to do it or not. And I've always been somebody that has enjoyed taking on lots of stuff and keeping myself busy. Is so enjoyed, enjoyed all those things.
0: So tell me a little more about Sunterra. You're more than just a large pork producer. Um, so people who aren't familiar, can you talk about that a little bit, Ben?
1: Sure. Uh, the company started out as BIC Canada um, with four investors. And um, the uh, most of the investors are selling their shares now. Um, Ray Price is the, is the president and CEO of the company. Um, very forward-thinking company. When they sold the breeding stock rights back to PIC, they diversified into a number of different areas. So we now have uh, nine retail outlets in Calgary and Edmonton. Uh, these are high-end grocery stores and bistros. Uh, we have a, a processing plant, uh, so a pig, a pig slaughter plant that I ran for a couple of years when the when the uh, general manager got sick. Um, uh, we also have a further processing plant where we produce prosciutto and salami and cooked hams. Uh, and then two years ago, uh, built 23 acres of greenhouses producing tomatoes and um, and uh, and strawberries. We also farm uh Something like five thousand acres of land, and Doug Price, who's raised brother, separately, but but also uh, also a Price um, has about a hundred thousand head of beefy lots as well, so, and four and a half thousand cows, three and a half thousand cows. So we all work together pretty closely, and uh yeah, it's, it's a big organisation. We employ about twelve hundred people, um and it's yeah, it's been fun, been a fun ride.
0: So more so passionate food experts.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Ray always, or Dave always used to say that, uh, that that we were farmers that were too dumb not to get into things that we shouldn't get into. And so, you know, <laughs> everybody got, got into doing stuff that, that uh, you know, that uh, was kind of different. We all took on different roles over the years
0: and managed different things. Let's get to a little rapid fire. You up for that, Ben? Sure. So favorite type of pork? Tendloin. What kept you awake at night in regards to the pig industry?
1: Um, outside threats, things that were out of our control, like foreign animal disease, um, animal rights people. Um, I, I, the things that are within your control, you can manage. The things that are without of your control are the things that that scare, that scare the hell out of me and other people in the industry because there's nothing you can do about them.
0: Favorite memory: winning provincials when I was co- when I was coaching soccer team. Was that overseas? No, I was here in
1: Alberta. I coached I coached soccer team. I coached soccer for about fifteen years here, and we won provincials twice. And that's more stress than anything in the pig industry. Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> stress and fun too. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, lots lots of fun, but uh, yeah.
0: So a few hobbies. So maybe soccer. Do you have a few others?
1: Yeah, I really enjoy fly fishing. Um, uh, enjoy going out to BC and fly fishing for salmon and steelhead and trout. I uh, do a bit of I do a bit of woodwork here and there, and uh, yeah, just little bits and pieces like that. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, biggest myth for the Canadian swine industry?
1: Um, I think I gave a talk one time to JSR in the UK. Uh, to the JSR customers in the UK, and um, uh, I think most people overseas don't really recognize the difference between the Canadian and US industries, and there are a lot of fundamental differences. And I, I think as Canadians, we we need to do a better job of separating ourselves from the US industry. And not there's anything wrong with the US industry. It's just that it's just that when you get all get lumped into one camp, it it can be somewhat limiting as to as to what we can do as an industry ourselves in developing our own branding
0: favorite swine event
1: npic in wisconsin
0: is that because of the water park or
1: because i help organize it now okay <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: something you want to see improved or changed in the industry
1: uh leadership training um we've we've lag behind most other industries in um, developing leaders properly and giving new leaders the tools they need to lead and manage people. Um, they've tended, what's tended to happen is people have been good at say breeding sows or processing pigs or looking after to farrowing. And so they've been promoted and eventually become managers but nobody's ever actually taught them to manage people and managing people is and leading people is a skill just like everything else. And it's not something that comes naturally to most people and people have to learn that and they have to be taught it. And it's, that's, that's something that our industry really needs to continue to get better at.
0: Do you have a mentor?
1: Uh, Yeah. My dad died when I was still fairly young when I was in my early thirties. So, um, the two people I would say who have, well, three people probably, who have really been beneficial to me were Randy Stacker um, with Smithfield Foods and Baxter Gutnecht with Henor. both of whom are very close friends of mine. And then Dave Price here at Sunterra has been very, I've really enjoyed working with Dave on a lot of different things, both in community and in the company.
0: So I know you're very goal oriented and you want to do whatever it takes to make an organization successful. So can you talk about this a little bit and give an example of how you did this for Sonterra?
1: Um, well, it's, it's people, people, people all the time. I mean, you have to have the metrics and the, um, you know, you have to develop very good, uh, systems to monitor what you're doing all the time. That's absolutely critical. But without really good people, and without um, spending time developing people and giving them the the tools that they need to manage effectively, um, an organisation is never going to succeed. And so, and I, I mean, I, I see some quite a few organisations these days that uh, where one individual has built up a big organisation and had his ha- had his or her hand in everything that's going goes on there. And then when it comes time to retire or to move on, they struggle to find the next generation of people to come in and leave the company, you know? And that should really, if they've done a good job of developing people over the years, that should just be a natural transition, right? It shouldn't, it shouldn't be a difficult thing for people to do. And I think that's where people forget is, is, is that, is that that's a, that's a never ending ongoing thing. And I've always thought that the biggest compliment that you can get is when other companies hire your people or try to hire your people because that means that that you're doing a great job of, of developing people and hiring them. If you take a look at PIC, which is a very, very successful company, and you take a look at the industry and the people within the industry who lead other companies who started their lives at PIC, that company's probably done more to populate um, the larger companies in the pig industry than almost any other company, and that's because they've done such a, do such a great job of leading and developing people within the company and hiring very good people.
0: It's all about continued succession and uh do well. Um, and people
1: development, yeah,
0: yeah. Some of your strengths are leadership, people management, creative thinking, and vision. Can you give me one key point for each?
1: Oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, uh, people leadership would be, uh, um, you know, giving people the tools they need to lead. It's again, you know, it's, they need, they need to go through courses and understand what leadership means um, and be taught that. And so I've always been a big believer in that. When I was very young, when I was in my early twenties, my dad put me through a, an American Management Association leadership course. And it really clicked with me and made sense to me, and, and that stuck with me for an entire career. Um, uh, as far as vision goes, um, you know, it's always fun looking for new opportunities and uh, and trying to figure out, you know, where the next next big opportunity is going to come from. You know, we've certainly gone down some roads here at Sunterra that a lot of the other companies would never have dreamed about one of the main force antibiotic producing antibiotic free pigs which is not easy to do uh, but it's worked for us and you know, and it's you know the whole vision thing is about people as well because if you you can have a vision but if you don't have the people to implement that vision and to, and to carry it forward then it's 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 just a vision it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere right and so so yeah that's
0: so you span decades in the industry the 80s 90s 2000 2010s now we're in the 2020s um is there one thing briefly that you can mention that stands out in each decade starting with the 80s
1: well the 80s was all about um starting to learn about the health and um and not so much about mean, we learned new production techniques but it was more about learning about health in the 1980s with People like Tom Alexander and um, Hank Harris and people like that who really led the in, led the industry in uh in in uh in what we know today about peak production and the development of multi-site production. In the 90s it was all about consolidation, right? So you know we saw a lot of smaller producers um sell out or or or, or quit the industry and and the bigger companies got much bigger, obviously, with you know the Smithfields and all of the and uh, all the companies that uh, now you know have hundred thousand plus sales. Uh, so a lot of that was about consolidation. The two thousands were, you know, I think we got better at really looking at export markets since since year two thousand, and um, and and production has has dramatically improved since since two thousand with. Uh, with genetic progress in in the pigs until the pigs born and pigs born alive and our ability to keep them alive, um, you know. And again, we've we continue to learn about about health, but um, you know it's a little disappointing that we haven't gotten further with um, with uh, keeping our herds much cleaner, which we need to really that needs to become a real focal point because as pressure mounts on the use of antibiotics and uh, 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 we're going to have to move away from our reliance on antibiotics and uh, and 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 have to think of other ways to control our health and and we do that by by eliminating disease rather than just controlling it.
0: What about the twenty twenties?
1: Well, the twenty twenties are going to be an interesting time. I. I I think the days of $2 corn are, are, are behind us with ethanol and with the new mandates on jet fuel and, and biodiesel. Uh, it's going to continue to be, uh, our fee cost is going to continue to be pretty high. Uh, my concern, obviously, is uh, what happens with the pig price. If we suddenly see the bottom fall out of the pig market and we still got high fee costs, we could see a bloodbath in our industry and that's 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 a, a real concern to me. Um, but I, you know, I think we need to continue to be part of the world and to continue to uh, develop export markets for our products. We need to drive towards uh, producing a really high quality product all the time that people want to eat and developing people's passion for eating pork um, and continue to develop the, the domestic market. Don't like we were surprised during COVID? as to that we could actually grow the pork market, cons- pork consumption in the U.S. and, uh, and that, was, that was a real positive thing, but yeah.
0: I know you're humble, but a lot of people see you as a legend in the industry. You know, you've got a lot of sustained legacy building. So how do you want to be remembered for how you changed the industry or how how do you feel like you changed the industry?
1: I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I'm a legend. That's, that's a that's a, that's a pretty strong word. I think my dad was probably a legend, but I'm probably not. Um, uh, uh, the way that I, it sounds as if I'm going to be dying here pretty quick, but uh, the way that I'd like to be remembered is uh, is just for uh, for integrity and and uh, and for lead- and for for developing people leadership because you know, and f- focusing people's minds on on the importance of, of, of and the value that, that people bring to organizations.
0: Ben Woolley, congratulations again on all your success and for what's to come and for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's been fun.